Lord Jesus, uh, we ask uh, that you bless these tithes and these offerings that were lifted up, Lord, that you continue to uh, watch over this house, Lord, that you've given us here, Lord, to worship and to praise you and to glorify you, Jesus. We're grateful for the opportunity that you give us here to congregate together, Lord, um, but we don't take for granted, Lord, the mechanisms of the devil trying to hold us back from the blessings that you have for us, Jesus. We're asking right now that we can maintain ourselves, Lord, be vigilant, fight away everything, Jesus, that's uh, against us right now, uh, both spiritually and physically, uh, and just praise you and glorify you, Lord, and trust in you and everything, Jesus. Uh, I'm asking that you bless uh, myself today, Lord, with the word, uh, and continue to give uh, reason to everything in our lives, Lord, uh, first of all, through your word, Jesus, and, and the rest in our actions and following the word, Lord, and we ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless the band today. Y'all may be seated, brothers and sisters. You know, uh, for, for some of us that are um, new into just, you know, different times of, types of uh, ministries and stuff like that, we... Um, it's important even to what the message is today that we uh, find ourselves examining uh, the mechanisms of the devil, amen? Understanding what the devil's trying to, uh, trying to destroy or trying to um, discourage. Uh, and we, we see, you know, we have to be vigilant and always in prayer and always um, studying and meditating and in the ministry, uh, if it's audio, video, if it's the classes, if it's even the preaching, uh, we've got to believe uh, if we're here and we're, and we're dedicated and we're committed to ministry um, and we're doing it for the right reasons, and that's the key to it, if we're doing it for the right reasons. Um, and what are those right reasons? I mean, some, some people uh, um, want to be in, in, in different roles for, for vain reasons. I just want to, you know, have a title so I can say I do this or, uh, and they're not doing it for the right reasons. Um, and I think it's really important for us to always seek prayer for that. Some of us are doing it without the passion to do it and we're just feeling a need. Um, and sometimes it's better to, um, um, you know, seek counsel for that saying, I want that passion. I want to have it in me. I want that desire, but you can examine a lot of things very quickly and just see, um, simple things in our lives, and uh, as, as, as far as uh, the clock, you know, uh, on Sunday we knew that the battery needed to be changed, and um, when Pastor mentioned it, and it, it wasn't changed, and, and nobody said, ah, you know what, I'm going to make sure I, you know, think of this, do that. We just, we just come with the, the, the you know, with the, we go with the flow. Uh, we all got necessities. We all have needs. We all have things that we're we're, we're needing from God. And that's why I love that message on Sunday. That message on Sunday was so powerful and impactful because we all have our needs, but we, do we all have our offering? You know, and that's the thing. For, for your needs, you're always going to have your needs. If you think you're going to stop having needs, then, you know, you ain't in the glory land yet, like Pastor says. We ain't in the glory land yet. We ain't in heaven yet. We're going to continually have needs. But when our needs start to affect um, our calling, again, going back to ministries, 
different ministries, classes, the class, like I said, the audio, video, the music, whatever it is, uh, when it starts to affect it, then um, we, we must be vigilant and diligent in how our approach is uh, in it. But as members of the church, uh, we must also uh, be willing to, to offer and do more uh, and be encouraged to do that. Uh, when, you could, when you ask yourself, when's the last time I, I asked if I could volunteer for something or do something? I mean, if you just ask yourself that question right now personally, what would your response be personally in that? Oh, so-and-so will take care of it. They always take care of it. Um, and, um, you know, it can't, we can't be a church that's like that. Because if we're a church that's like that, then we're going to fail to progress God's kingdom. We've got to be the ones that are, are motivated to, to make the change, to do things, to, to reach out to, to, you know, to the leaders and say, what can we do? What can I do? I want to do something. What, what, you know, in t- here in Pastor on Sunday, where, you know, where, are the, where is that first love that, that used to be the desire, that used to be the calling? Um, well, what happens is that the need overtakes the offering. Some of us don't want to hear this because it's, it's calling out some things that are true, but it's the truth in it. We need to hear the truth because that's what it's going to set us free. If you're here with a need, if you're here with, you know, or if you've had needs before and, you, and, and we weren't grateful enough for the offering to God in it, and, and, it's, and it's amazing, brothers, because we don't even have to talk about, you know, a monetary thing. You know, if it's just time, if it's just effort, if it's just, you know, uh, uh, that's so important. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, you know, the, the sister ministry uh, on Sundays. But, you know, if you don't find yourself reaching out or asking, can I do something? Can I, you know, it looks like this is lacking. Or if we just turn away and see dirty tables um, or see that something's missing. We're dying as a church. We're dying on, as a church because we're sleeping at the wheel. And, 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 you know, as brothers and sisters, we must be, again, vigilant uh, to, to look at these things. We, we must be prepared and willing to examine ourselves first. You see, man, we're so good. We're so good examining our neighbor god knew we were going to be good jesus knew we were going to be good and that he was going to he even used the term right you got something in your eye you're too busy looking at someone else's eye we're so good at that and sometimes that this motivates us to engage and that's not right sometimes it was just one little thing that stops you from doing something well that one time they told me that's why I just stopped cleaning. Ha <laughs> chihuahuas. Mexicanos, man. I'm going to call it the way it is. I'm a Mexican. I'm going to say it. Mexicanos. So sen- sentimental. But man, when it comes to, woo, la raza, man. Woo, poder. Woo, 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 woo. Listo is right. But when it comes to, uh, well, you told me that one time not to do it, so I just stopped doing it completely. Yeah, because it gets, 
it gets hard, brothers and sisters. It's get, you know what's the hardest thing is not that, is the fact that the blessing's right there in front of you. The opportunity for blessing is right there in front of you. To receive it. To grab it. And yet we let it pass. Somebody else will take care of it. Somebody else got it. Somebody else will clean that up out there. I noticed that there were some rocks that got damaged or, you know, there's somebody can trip. I know somebody can trip at night, but they'll, they'll get it. They got somebody that does that. We have got to turn the page on this because we're too caught up in us. We're too caught up in us to move forward into what God has for us. And today's message is based in, on that. Um, and, and it's the truth. It's the truth. And I'm hoping they're listening to me over here in the corner because I hear a lot of laughing over there. I don't know if they're listening. They're doing something over there where the amps are. But I'm, I'm angry. I'm a little frustrated. I'm frustrated because we're, you know, I'm praying at the beginning of service and I hear the guitar player playing, distracting me. And yeah, and I, you know, and we can smile about it. We can cover up our face while we're smiling about it. But we got problems here, and we need to fix them. If the passion isn't there to learn, to study, to figure out what our ministry is, to be diligent in this, then then we're going to continue to struggle in these things. And that's insanity. When we have the power to fix it. I want, I, I want God to pour down his blessings on us. I want to receive from his blessings. I remember many a times, you know, sitting here and hearing this from our pastor. That that machine right there is, is a spirit. And if you got a spirit that ain't, you know, right with it, it's, you're going to have problems with it. If you're not praying about it, if you're not doing these things, it's going to be a battle. Brothers that have experienced it in the past and know that. If we just think we can come in here and what we know it's going to be taken care of up here, what we know it's going to be taken care of, it's not. We should be encouraged to give everything that we can to God. And to be as serious as we can for the things of God. And that's why I believe that this message is right on point to our needs. My season, the season that I'm in currently, is going to reflect my need. It's basic. Some of you have jackets on, some of you, us have sweaters on, and it's October. And Manafana came in and goes, man, it's cold. And it's October. Usually not that cold in October, right? But our season that we're in, what's happening outside right now is causing us to do some abnormal things and have a jacket on, have a heater on in your office. Turn a fireplace on today. Of course, that would have happened in the summertime with Tristan because he just likes the fire. But our season... A lot, hap, things happen because of the season that we're in. 
both good and bad. And so we must be, again, vigilant to seeing what that is. Amen? God bless the classes today. The kids and the youth. You know, what, you know, last week we see abnormal weather conditions. Seasonal stuff that, you know, isn't normal, but we experience things and we see things. Now we see the cold lingering a little bit. You know, Everybody becomes a specialist. How, how many of you guys, you're sitting down with somebody, and now all of a sudden you're like, I think we're going to have a cold winter this year. That was me just yesterday. I said it. You guys think I talk about only you. I talk about some of the foolish things I said. I'm telling a guy, oh, you know, I'm meteorologist Gabriel here, and I think we're going to have a bad winter this year. I don't know. But all I know is my season, personal season, how I'm doing, how I'm physically, spiritually doing. Is something I'm, I'm battling with? Is there something I'm struggling with? Is, there, is stress taking over my spiritual walk? Is sin taking over my spiritual walk? And, I, and, I, and we read here in Matthew 24, 32, Jesus given an example, and he says here, now we learn a parable of the fig tree. And if we just read this slowly here, it says the parable is on the fig tree when his branch is tender. So we all know what branches are to trees. And it says here that we know when we see a fig tree, when the branch itself is tender, that it putteth forth leaves. We know that figs are coming. And it says here, and that summer is near. So brothers and sisters, we all go through different things in our lives. And internally, God is working on us and doing something in us. When we don't realize that the problems that we're having at work, the things, the struggles we're having and what we're doing our day-to-day at home, whatever it is, I'm failing in this, I'm failing in that, I can't do anything right. Who's ever used that term in their life? Oh, don't be a liar here, church. Come on. You felt like a, it's a snowball effect, right? Going down the hill and that ball just gets me. I can't do anything right. we just rather just say that term, right? And it's so not true. There's a lot we do right. But we just rather that use that term because a couple of mistakes, right? And the thing is, this process that God has us going through Is tenderizing when we allow him to 
to shape us. The moments when we stop allowing him to shape us is we don't recognize that this that we're going through is because we need to change. This is where the term, you hardened your heart. Hmm. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Tender, harden. Tender, harden. I don't think I'm throwing any kind of special revelation here, right? When you harden yourself, you're not passing to the next season. And we even see an example, and I don't have this here, where they're passing through, and Jesus sees this tree that he wants to curse. There's an example of this. And brothers and sisters, we're in a, in a very vital state as a church. Because we've been fed. We've been fed. We've been given meat. Some of us haven't enjoyed the way it was presented, the way it showed things. Some of us have been discouraged because we would rather a slow process with the risk of dying than a difficult process being encouraged that we can be saved in our family. And we read this verse here, and Jesus is saying, look, the fig tree is going to show you this. Are you going to be able to identify this? That if you're not a usable ground, you're a ground that's not receiving, then you're not a ground that's going to be able to give fruit. And this is where, this is where we fight for for what's right. This is where our discouragement turns into an anger and a, dis- and a desire to, to be faithful. This is when we reflect. You know, I was having a great conversation with Brother Manuel and Sister Velma yesterday, and we're just having a good time there in my office. A couple of minutes here, we're just talking about some things, and, and, it, and it's becoming a lot apparent, like, what in the world's the big deal here? I gave an example, I told, and I think I've even said this here, that I, you know, when I travel, I've identified very quickly that that person that's at the gate is in control of if I want to get home that night. If that person tells me no, <laughs> I'm not getting home. I told, I told Brother Manuel and Sister Velma, I can't call the owner of the airline and say, hey, can you fly down over here? I'm in Denver. I know you're in New York City, but if you could just come over here, I got a complaint. I say, who are you? So I tell him, it doesn't, I was telling Brother, Brother Manuel and Sister Velma, it don't matter if I come up and I'm having the worst day, right? Yeah, because I'm so important, right? Gabriel Merrill, I'm just so stressed out. I come up to the gauge and... Why are we having this delay? Like she can fix it. So why would I do that? I'm already preparing myself for the results that would come 
in this conversation. So I come up here, and, and this is through the years. I'm like, man, stressful day today, huh? Yes. Yeah, um, I might miss my connection. Is there a way that I can check that? I come in there and I go, oh, I just don't know what's going on. It's always this airline. This airline, you guys are horrible. Can you check that? I'm going to make that connection. Oh, yeah, I really want to help you. I'm busy right now, sir. Doing my job on a turned-off monitor right now. But there's a reality to this. How I'm going to respond how I'm going to react to a situation that I have no control in is going to determine my results. And some of us haven't figured that out yet. And our reaction is giving us our result. And I think, brothers and sisters, that God wants to give us wisdom in this process that we're going through. We're thinking something's going to change if the change isn't happening in us. You somehow, in our minds, we have deceived ourselves to think something's going to change in our lives without us changing. I don't know what religious world we live in that we think that something's going to change without something inside of us changing. God knows exactly what we need. He's not brutal. It's not like he's up looking and going, oh, I'm going to just mess with Gabriel today. That's not our God. Our God knows. He looks and he's saddened. It hurts him when he sees us repeating the same thing over and over again. Not changing our ways. Not encouraging each other. Not being motivated to do more. It hurts him when he sees that people. But the more we're encouraged to engage, the more we're encouraged and we start to think about the time we have. Oh, I ain't got no time for that. I ain't got time. Busy, 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 busy. But our need's still there, isn't it? Oh, you got your need, though, don't you? Your need's front and center, isn't it? Oh, your need is front and center. But where's the offering? Oh, man, when that offering comes, like we, like the, like we heard on Sunday, miracles happen. What happens is we harden ourselves instead of making ourselves workable the past season. If we turn to Ecclesiastics 3, this is a famous verse. To everything there is a season. Just listen to what he's saying here. 
wise words here, to everything. It didn't say to some things there's a season. It didn't say in nature there's a season. It uses a term that's very strong. Everything. To everything there's a season and a time. To every purpose under heaven. Where we're at. There's a season. Don't think that you're in some time vortex where this is, does not happen. Right now, in our lives, there's a season. And God has given us wisdom to see what season we're in. Some of us are in a season where we struggle to have joy. We struggle to praise our way out of things. We struggle to, to hope, to trust in God. Some of us are in a season because of a previous season that we didn't plow and maintain the ground. Now we're in a season where it's nothing but weeds grew everywhere. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on with my family and I don't know what happened here, but we don't look back at the season before and we're like, I kind of forgot to do the maintenance that I needed to do with my family here that I was doing. But the word of God came and it, and it, and it told me to be vigilant to, 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 to make sure that things, these things weren't entering and, and I kind of fell asleep here in this season and now the season that I'm in is a result of that season but it doesn't mean I can't get out of this season. You see, this is the problem. We've been victimized so much that we sat in ourselves and we, we root ourselves in this season. All because we're looking at the situation instead of looking what brought it and looking to what can get us out of it. So we find ourselves in this struggle, and, 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 and we think that it's, it's simple. You just look to where you're at, what you're struggling with, and then look to where you just came from. And it usually brought you to where you're at. I wish I could, you know, I wish I had some formula, and I could show you, and everybody goes, ah. You know, you go, oh, I see it. Ah, it's clear. It's simple. Where you're at is where you came from. So listen to this. But see, see, it's not like I said that's where you're going to stay. This is where we get excited about God because God is merciful. God has such love for us. So we see where we're at, and we see what we, sh we should have done. And now in our next season, we don't fail to repeat. Because if you fail to repeat, then that's something that God can't deal with. God gave you free will to, if you're going to try your way, try your way. That's the beauty of God is that 
You talk about our God being, he's a God of free choice. He gives the word, he gives the direction, he gives the commandments, but then he looks at you and he's like, look, choose ye today what you're going to choose, the blessing or the curse. Oh, man, that's our God. Our God is mighty in this. Our, our, some, we can't, some of us can't understand it, can't relate to it, can't accept it because we keep on choosing the curse instead of choosing the blessing and seeing that the blessing that God has for us is perfect. If we keep on reading verse 2, a time to be por- born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which was, is planted. Verse 3. A time to kill. A time to heal. A time to break down. A time to build up. A time to weep. A time to laugh. A time to mourn. A time to dance. A time to cast away stones. And a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. (coughs) A time to keep silence and a time to... A time to love. And a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Now, what's so beautiful about this, you know, in the 70s, they made a song of it, right? Oh, yeah, it was a beautiful song in the 70s. That Some of y'all are looking at me like, you don't know what song that is, right? But some of y'all know what the song is, right? To every season, there's a, I forget, yeah, you guys know. Sister Victoria, can you help me out with that, sis? You know, I don't know, you, you probably don't remember it. Brother Richard does it, right, Richard? You're from West Virginia. Is it? Yeah. They try to use. But what's amazing in this is that if we try to use this bigger than how God is directing it to in our lives. God is directing this specifically us right now in the season that we're in. What time are you in? Are you in the time of gathering? Because everything's good. Or you're in the time of spreading what you had gathered. Are you in a time of war right now? Fighting for something. Fighting for something that you need. Your family needs. Something you're going through. What is it? Where are we at currently in our season? Because this will determine what is holding you from moving forward, is identifying where you're at. Well, right now, brother, I, 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 I just don't know where I'm at. You're in a state of confusion? Because confusion is usually meaning that you're not in a level to see everything. You see, when you can't see everything, then you're confused because visually... You can't see, and usually we can't see everything because we're not elevated. The first thing to not get confused, 
Not to, to not be confused. It's to begin to just praise God is as simple as that. Oh, that's powerful. You, you see, some of y'all, man, I, I just wish y'all could, you, could, you could be with me. Some of y'all ain't with me yet. You ain't ready for it. You ain't ready for it. But man, I tell you, when you start to praise, when you have a need, when you're confused and you just truly praise God, like, God, I just, I don't, and then you just, his anointing, his hand touches you in ways, and he gives you wisdom, he gives you resolve, all because you put yourself second to what should always be first. But what happens is the opposite, and the devil loves to encourage it, and the devil just continu con continues with the chattering, the chatterbox that happens up here, and we're just, and we don't have time to push that to the side and say, God, I trust in you. I trust in you, God. And again, our need is outweighing our offering. If we turn to Genesis 8.22. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not, what? You see, we're living in a day and age, brothers and sisters, I don't know, I don't know how savvy you are. You know, chemo savvy, I don't know how, how savvy you are. But we're living in a state day age where somebody can just create a page somewhere and create panic. How many of y'all believe that? Oh, I heard that this stuff is happening. Oh, that these things are happening and, and all this is that. You gotta be careful. We might not have a summer this year. And we fail to discern. We fail to go to God. And as a church, we've in the past, we experienced the world going through that at different times with Y2K. And the fact that we, you know, that God put in our pastor's heart, a simple, and it's, and it's amazing, you know, and I'm amazed by it because, you know, pastor's the most humble person. He's like, you know, what, what, is, what is it, third grade education? He'll say, you know, pe people would, you know, they would boast on things. I'm a doctor of, professor of. And God gave them the simplest verse. The birds of the air, I provide for them without them worrying. Aren't you greater than them? And there was a confidence when there was chaos. Some of us, we have itchy ears for the chaos. And there we go again. Oh, man, this is going to be bad. Oh, this one's the bad one. Oh, this is the one that we're talking about in the Bible. Calm down and trust in God. 
God's going to guide us. God's going to show us. But more than anything, we've got to focus in where we're at. There's a season that the world's going to be in, but we got to identify how to get past some of the things that we are, the things that we're stuck in, and not being able to reap God's blessings. And we see here the word of God saying that this is not going to stop. It's not going to stop that there's going to be a time to plant and a, and a time to harvest. It's not going to stop that it's going to be cold and it's going to be hot. It's not going to stop summer and winter, day and night. We see this. Then we start to see that Matthew 24, which was what we read, the sun will go away one day. And that's a sign. That's a sign that's greater than anything. And this is where we start to look at and we start to see, okay, Jesus, you came here and you spoke of this. This is the time that you've warned the church about, that we've prepared for, and we're ready for as a church. Acts 1-7. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Well, Brother Gabe, you just said right now we got to know the season we're in. You see, this is a different type of season that we're talking about here. These are the seasons where everybody tries to calculate the coming of God. You know, we see here the parable that God gives on the fig tree that just tells you basically if the branch isn't soft, the leaf ain't coming. Branch is soft, the leaves are coming for the fig tree, and here comes summer. How can our God that just said that hide the seasons? Because he's talking about a different season. He's talking about something that he's holding back, something that he, so people can receive him. And this is why as a church, we have such a great job to do. And we can't sleep on this job for us to testify, for us not to get just stuck in our needs that we're not reaching out to people and warning and telling people, well, this is why these things are happening. This is why this is happening in the, in the news. This is why this is happening. This is why people aren't happy. This is why people are struggling with, this is why suicide is at its highest rate in young people. This has is, this is all been foretold. This isn't a surprise to me, but we got to be prepared to have these conversations, that we got to be prayed up to have these conversations. Some of us, we're, 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 we have, we're, we're, we have words of useless information. How many of us here have useless information? I do. 
Some of y'all are so guilty to say, and I could call you out so quickly. Don't make me call you out. I don't want want to do that. And and, and again, we we have the message of the balance. We've got to balance ourselves. As a matter of fact, put more on the side of fulfilling God's needs from us. We, we could talk about a lot of stuff. It's like, when's the last time you spoke to somebody about Jesus in your life? Simple as that. That's that question right now. When's the last time you spoke to somebody about Jesus in your life? Think, of, hmm, well, I did these other things. I told somebody else about this other thing. Because your need is outweighing the offering. And sometimes your need is quieting down your spirit, is muting you, is vexing you. You can't even talk about God because your need or, or, your, or, or your guilt, you can't even, you can't even, you know, say something. How can I say something about God when I'm... And we fail to understand his mercy and grace. We, as the church, should understand it. We should have confidence that, God, you have forgiven me. God, you have strengthened me. God, you're going to lift me up, but I must bring offering to you. That is the fruits of repentance. God, here is my fruit of repentance. Look Look at this. greatest offering is us recognizing and testifying about his goodness. Just, it's, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's devastating. It's straight in the heart when I ask, when is just the last time you spoke to somebody about God? Straight in the heart. Not for everyone. Is a couple of months too long. Has it been years? You can't even put a date to it because it's just kind of kind of blurry, maybe six months ago, three months ago, maybe around there. But when we find ourselves passionate and we remember how he found us and how he loved us. And it was so beautiful. I mean, it's just like the devil wants to win in things. He wants to say, man, you're this, you're this and that. And then I'm like, man, what did Peter go through? What did Peter go? I mean, come on. You know, Andrea, you and I, we didn't walk with Jesus. We didn't talk with Jesus. We didn't see, you know, we didn't walk to Jesus in the water. And yet, the first person he wants to see, bring Peter to me. When he's not in the tomb. Because God has so much love for us and understands that this process, this season that we're in, the damage comes. The damage comes from the season, right? If we stay in winter too long, places that just stay in winter too long, right? The wood gets ruined. Why people just don't 
survive, right? There's places that it's, it's, it's a desert of snow. They call it a desert. Should, nobody should live there. Nothing can grow there. And we find ourselves in these seasons that we're not getting out of. We're not, we're, 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 not, we're not looking at the circumstance and saying, man, I've lost everything. But yet, I haven't identified how I lost it, and I'm not seeing how to get out of it. I'm stuck. And the one thing we haven't tried is our prey. Levanto mis manos, aunque no tengo fuerzas. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, that there's so much power in this, and, we, and, and we've heard the sermons, you know, Paul's praising in the prison and the chains. We hear all these things, and they, man, they're like, that sounds so good, until we're in that season. Time is so good, man. Oh, man, that's going to be my God when I'm in that season. When I'm in that season and I'm there, that's going to be my God. And that season comes. Like, this is different. Paul has no idea what I'm going through. We don't trust. We don't trust the process that God showed us. Say, you know what? I'm just going to be crazy this time, and I'm going to trust God. I haven't done this, but I'm going to just trust him with all my heart. I'm going to start to be a little radical like Job and say, God giveth and God taketh away. But it's mine. But I lost this. But I don't have this. But it came, they came and took this. Can I look? Can I see? Can I identify what the problem is and why I'm in it? If we turn to Galatians 6, 9. And let us not be weary. This is a season that we go through here, brothers and sisters. This is what I was talking about before. We find ourselves, and we're the ones that are doing it, and we grow weary of being the ones doing it, right? I'm always the one doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm the one doing it. I'm the only one that does this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. We get tired. We, we tire ourselves just by talking about that out of doing it. I just ain't going to do it and see what happens. I can change that battery today see what happens. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll preach till 10 p.m. Brother Ornan says I preach long anyways. I'll preach till 10 p.m. this time. And I said, oh, you got, nobody changed the battery? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, man, I should have looked at my watch. It's midnight. It's the midnight hour. We can't get tired. You know? Get comfortable, right? Come here and we the first thing, man, this looks so man. Can you get a close up of this, brother Anthony? This looks so comfortable. My gluteus maximus desireth you. Oh, this looks so comfortable. My arms desireth you. We fall into the trap. 
of just coming here, sitting down, not being praised because our need outweighs the offering we want to give. Man, when we're radical, I tell you, I, I love seeing Sister Gabby sing. I was joking with her, but I love seeing that. I, love, I told her, man, you're, man, you're punching the sky. You scare me there, sister. She, I, I'm not, and I, I'm being absolutely serious. I appreciate that with her. Because there's something inside of her that's taking advantage of that moment. She could care less. She could care less. I'm going to get my praise moment. I need to fight for it if I, something needs to break down in it. And I remember, and I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know if she's going through something. I don't know that. I know when I was going through something and I did that, it helped me get through what I was going through. And I felt the resolve from God. Seeing Brother Manuel up here, and I, and I know it's in his heart to put the devil under his feet, to turn it around. To remind himself that he's an on-time God, even though it took seven or eight years, he was still on time. We don't understand, brothers and sisters, nor can we relate sometimes to the season a brother or sister's going through. And this is the beautiful thing, is that we... we came here as a church and we saw the different seasons and we identified them as very simple things. I, some of us wanted to do the splits and hit multiple seasons, things that we were stuck in. Some of us were confused, like, which is the bigger one? I'm, I, <laughs> well, I'm, not so, I'm, well, I'm probably over here. But the reality was is that you look to your side and you saw somebody in your season. It shows you you're not alone. The devil wants to tell you you're alone. You're fighting this alone. You're fighting this alone, brother and sister. You're alone in this. Ain't nobody going through what you're going through. You're the only one that's tempted this way. You're the only one with these problems. You're the only one that struggles with this. And then you look to your side and you're like, I'm not the only one. God is working on a church. God is building a church. We've got to find ourselves as part of that process of him working on us, doing something in us, not just think, this is, this is what it is. I don't want to even think that. I don't want to think that this is what it is. I want to think that there's a better tomorrow in Jesus. We keep on reading this verse, amen? And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You see, brothers and sisters, we cannot have the mindset of 
how we're deceived that everything's going to come easy. It's going to take work. We see the disciples giving their lives for these things. It's going to take us giving our lives in commitment to God. You hear Paul saying, nor knife, nor death. Nothing will separate me from the love of God. But are we prepared? Are we encouraged? Are we in leadership in this? We have younger ones that are, aren't here right now. They're in their class studying and trying to understand how to un- overcome their giant. I used to tell them when they were in class, I used to say, you have no idea what your parents are going through and how selfish you can be. All the parents are clapping right now. You, you, you guys are clapping quietly right now saying, amen, brother. You need to have that message again to them. You don't know what it is to pay the bills, the stress. I didn't know what it was. And I used a very simple term because it's one that will always be here until technology changes it, which it is already working on that. You leave the lights on all the time. How many of y'all heard of that growing up? Still say that. Now Andrea has her own place, her and Kevin, and they be feeling that. (laughs) I do too, though. Start realizing it, you start, you're the one writing the check. You start saying, man, I got to be smarter. And now, now I understand why my parents were the way they were, and they said the things they said. Brothers and sisters, it's, it's, it's simple because our kids, our kids are, are, are caught up in things that they're going through. I was having this conversation with my mom, and they have no idea what we went through to get to where we're at. Just like we had no idea what they went through to get. I, I went to my dad, and I was like, how in the world, and I think I've said this, did you ever take us on a vacation? How in the world did you ever take us on the vacations? It's not like we were rich or anything like that, but just to even drive somewhere. I was thinking like, man, for us today, we're trying to figure out budget, trying to do all this stuff. You guys are all here doing that. And it was hard. I appreciate, you know, these things. It it takes effort. I don't want to be all like, well, well, you could have done more for us. We never got to go do this, Mom. 41 years old. Really, if I'm going to have that conversation with my mom right now? Again, what are we doing? Where's our passion? Where, where we, where, what are we setting as an example in, in things moving forward and changes and working? We're not perfect. We're not claiming to be perfect but we better be grounded. Because if we're not grounded, then when that wind comes, 
and we feel that the imperfect imperfection in us is just going to completely push us away, we better be grounded, okay? Say, okay, you know what? I know how I got in this season. Okay, we need to get back on doing these things. I see back here, I didn't do it. I see back here, we swayed from it, and this is why we're here. And we got to have the courage. We got to have the courage. Somebody say courage here, please. Courage. You got to have the courage to make the change. Uh, I don't know if I really want to do it. It's kind of embarrassing that I stopped doing it. Oh, man, I don't know. See, sometimes I'm talking to myself. This is, this is how the conversation I have with me daily. This is why I come here tired, Gabby. Gabby's like, man, all the stuff I'm saying, this is the way. I'm like, really? I know why we're in the state we're in, but do I have the courage to stop? Or to, or to self-correct? Because once we get going, once it gets moving, it's a lot harder to stop. You give a lot of slack to your kids to make decisions on their life the moment you want to do that, you better be prepared to, or they're going to. But then again, we look back and we say, okay, that's where I was at. God, forgive me. I want to, you know, ground myself. And this is the way it is. It's the way it is. I trust in you, God. You, you haven't failed me. All these things are temporary. These bad looks and these things that we'll go through with our kids. Amen. Psalms 104, 19. He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knoweth his going down. I love Dave. Could you imagine just David? I mean, when he wrote that, when he wrote that, come on. Come on, just can, can you guys just imagine with me? Are you guys are you guys so beaten up right now spiritually, vexed so physically? Can you just imagine David sitting there with his staff? Looking at that sun going down and that moon rising. Could you imagine the crazy talk? You know. David, I mean, we, we see the crazy talk. But could you imagine the crazy talk David had as a kid? Man, you're awesome, God. Man, you are amazing. The power you have to make this happen right now. And we've lost that. We've lost these moments where we magnify, we glorify, we exalt, we lift his name up. Why have we lost the ability to exalt him? Because our need outweighs our offering. Our offering of praise. I hear that message on Sunday, and it just rings. I'm like hearing it. I'm like, man, we come here so 
focused on our need instead of focused of what we can bring, what we can do. But I'm tired, Brother Gabe. Grow weary. You see, because when you grow weary, that's when the enemy comes in. That's where the enemy wants to destroy and take away the progress. This is where you go backwards, not move forward. This is where you don't stand your ground when the gust of winds comes. We realize that the gust of winds sometimes are different opinions, and we're living in a society full of winds. These winds are coming at you. You hear them everywhere. Oh, did you hear this? Oh, this is happening. Oh, this is it. This is bad. This one's a bad one. This is bad what's happening right now. I don't know what's going to happen with this. Can you believe this? We get, we get, we get so wrapped up in things. Like I said, weather. I'm your weatherman right here. Oh, we're going to have a bad winter. Politics. Oh, man, some of y'all, y'all think you guys are, you don't know nothing. Because you don't know one thing that God knows. And it don't matter if we're not praying to him and confiding in him. We got to trust in him with all our heart. And we've got to be vigilant. Just because, you, you know, you, you watch a couple of TV programs, listen to the radio all day. I know people that were like that all the time, and they still weren't the smartest people. Again, what we got to do is trust in God above everything and know that he's called us to not lose this. This is the thing that worries me. This is the thing that worries me. So when I start hearing so much of the noise outside in the world that I start forgiving, forgetting what God has called me to be. I start hating instead of seeing how sad things are. That worries me. When I start being compelled because of the noise I'm hearing that I'm losing, the voice that changed my life, and to pray. I need to pray before I speak. In anything. As a church, we must do that. In anything that we're going through, we're seeing. Because it is sad, brothers and sisters, the state that we're in as a society, as a world. 2 Timothy 4.2. We see Paul telling Timothy here. Preach the word. And I like how he says this. Be instant. In season. Oh, you missed it. You see... Paul was saying here is Timothy, not when you're walking into your season, be instant. 
to identify. This is a good season. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Because I know I've been in those bad seasons and I need to be prepared with all this praise to you, Jesus. Not to be selfish. I got to remember when I didn't have and those that are in need. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove. Rebuke. Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. You see, we studied this, and, and again, it's this this is the stuff that we hate hearing and and and, and I don't know how, how I don't know how excited you get with hearing the word. I don't know how I don't know how excited you get with it. I don't know if you just are catching what you're needing, or you're just like, oh, I didn't know that, or I, I don't I don't I didn't catch that. But you know when when I studied and and I found out why why didn't Moses enter the promised land? Why didn't why didn't Moses enter the promised land? Everybody's like, I I, I it's so funny. Everybody's like, I got the answer, but I'm going to say it very quiet and whisper it. Disobedience and what? Huh? You're right. Disobedience and what? Everybody's going to say, and what God told them. <laughs> and cheaters. Hey. Cheater knows a cheater. <laughs> well, you ain't asking for all the details, brother. God commanded him. Right? Tell the rock. And he exhorted the people and he hit the rock. And we see here Paul telling Timothy, you don't have to hit the rock. You have to be long suffering and just stay course and you see in that moment that I'm feeling you know at the beginning of service and I'm remembering pastor going through things and and, and, and seeing stuff and I remember how I felt when I would hear that I'm like, oh, yeah. you don't like to do that but there's times that we have got to wake up something that's in us something that's special that God put in you, you know, desires that you had. I wanted to do things, and all it took was one moment that somebody said something that I stopped doing it. It's so funny. It's like, did you really want to do it then? Because the successful stories that I hear are people told me I couldn't do it, and I kept on praying. I kept on focusing on God until God put me into it. And I'm talking about things, brothers and sisters, that God has touched your heart with and that you've communicated that with. I'm not talking about the little nuances between, well, I was, you know, cleaning one day and, and somebody told me I shouldn't be doing that. I stopped cleaning and I don't offer my services for cleaning anymore. There's a need, there's a time. You, 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 there was a need last week when the flood came in and, 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 and it was a mess here. We remember that next time to say, hey, I'm wondering if they're needing anything at the church. Brother Richard, he, he got here, and the first thing, you know, he's telling Pastor, I'm coming up here to see 
What's going on over here? What triggers that in Brother Richard? It's, it can't just be Brother Richard. Got to be the church. But see, the problem is, is that our, our, our needs are, 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 are outweighing what we can offer to God here. And this is a bad state because this is now when the devil starts to pull you back and say, you're going to stay here with me for a little bit. You need to get over here. You have everything to get to there. This is the saddest thing about this is, like I started at the very beginning, we're, we're, we're blessed to have received a lot of word. We're blessed, but we're also accountable. Okay? So it's like this, right? It, it, it's like, you know, here's, here's your map, Brother Carlos. And Brother, Brother Carlos has the map, and he sees, he goes, oh, man, there's going to be trials and tribulations. There's going to be this. The devil's going to want to come and discourage me. He gets all this right here in the map, right? And then somebody right next to him, they hand it to him, and the person goes, thank you, puts it in there, and never looks at it. Brother Carlos is going through the map, and he's in the stage of this, and he looks, and he says, yes, this is the word of God that helps me right here, and it gets through it. And he comes over here, and this one, and then this person's over here. Let go. I don't know why, why this is happening. I thought when I gave my life to God, things were going to be better. What's happening? Is it, did God really forgive me? Does God really love me? Right, because they're stuck here because they're not looking at what was given and what's given through the word of God. But the one that's meditating and, and taking what's being given and, and going back to it, they're, man, they're going through these things because God is speaking to our needs as a church. And here we go, and we're going to different things. And eventually we get to where we needed to be at. And I say eventually. But some of us, we're stuck over here even though we have the map. We're stuck right here. Been doing this for 20-something years, and we're still stuck right here, not even halfway. They're like, oh, I don't believe that, Brother Gabe. 40 years in the desert. For an 11-day journey, 40 years in the desert. Where are you at? Most are so, man. We just want to hold on to anger, right? Bitterness. Sadness. We're still stuck in something because the word of God hasn't reached us here and we're holding on to that. Right? We're still stuck right here in the part of we receive forgiveness, but we're not prepared to give forgiveness. We're stuck right here in the map. Here we are. And this is the season we're in. God, you're merciful. Oh, God, we sing the songs. You're merciful. So merciful, God. But I don't know if I can be merciful to this person. Or I don't know if I can show mercy to others. And we've missed his mercy and what it really is. God, help us to see and hear your word and be guided by your word. Amen. Jeremiah 5.24. Neither say they in their hearts, let us now fear the Lord our God that giveth rain, both the former and the latter in his season. He reserveth unto us the appointed weeks of the harvest. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. 
I'm going to read this version right here. It says, they do not say in their hearts, let us fear the Lord our God, who gives the rain in its season, the autumn rain and the spring rain, and keeps for us the weeks appointed for the harvest. Listen to this. We're not thinking these things. We're not saying these things anymore as a people, understanding where all good things come from. We, we've stopped identifying, identifying our God. And we've gotten stuck somewhere. We've gotten stuck in something. We've gotten hardened in something. We're not listening. We're, we're hurting so much that we're not listening. We're, we're, we're not happy, so we don't listen. When you're not happy, you don't listen. When you're distracted, you don't listen. And we're not hearing God's guidance that's trying to push us through this. And we just identify, God, you're good. You've supplied to us. You've always been there for us. I've lacked nothing, Jesus. Man, we get stuck in sometimes and it's like, man, this has been hard. This is this. I want to, man, what? Why is it so easy for this? Why, why do they get this? Why is this, this, this? Why is it so much better on this? We don't even sit back and look and say, man, that you've protected my family. You've never made us want anything. And this is where the, the little seed has to get put somewhere and just identifying how good he is. And just, you, if you want to stay there, you can stay there. But just stay there. Maintain that. And you'll see that thing grow. And it's powerful, brothers and sisters, because the season you're in can change this quickly. Do you realize the season you're in right now? I don't care what you're in right now. Whatever you're in right now can change right now. I'm, I'm, I don't see, this isn't, you know, I'm not a, a magician that's going to boof, watch. No, I'm telling you right now by faith that whatever you're going through right now can change right now. Oh, I want to believe. Do you want to believe to the extent of reaching out in your sacrifice being giving everything? Or do you want to Believe, I believe, but I believe with certain rules. You're not going to catch me. You're not going to fool me on this TV commercial that says, as seen on TV. You become skeptical here in the church. That even saying that your season can change tonight. Things can be renewed, restored. And we're still believing that they can't. Because we fail to come to God with the intent of understanding that it's him that offers everything. If we turn to Hosea 10, verse 12. I like the way he says it here. So to yourself... In righteousness, reap in mercy 
break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come and reign righteousness upon you. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. I don't know how to say this clearly. I don't know if, I, you know, if I'm eloquent in the way I, I, I say this, but it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. We all have a need, but we haven't prepared the ground. We all have a need, but we haven't built a storehouse. Where's your faith at? Where's your faith? Oh, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe that there's no storehouse. There's no work on the ground. There's nothing showing your belief. There's no offering of belief. can we say we believe how can we say we trust when we're not showing these things i i, I want to show my belief in my offering i don't think i'm going to lose with that i don't think i'm going to lose with that i don't think i'm going to lose with that i'm going to lose when i start to doubt this is where the devil starts to take back and says Okay, you're not trusting in your God. I'll be at your house tonight. I'll be there because you're not trusting in him. You know, we hear examples. You know, we hear testimonies from pastor where, you know, even on Sunday where the devil was, you know, criticizing the church he was going to and saying all this and that. And how did he shut up the devil? Well, you know what? I'm going to give more so you could shut up. We find ourselves in a lot of struggles, brothers and sisters, but we don't look back to see where the struggle came. I don't know if I would be here today. I don't know if, if our family would, would be here today if our father would have listened to that voice that day. I don't know. I wish I could say I know. This is who we are. This is the responsibility we have here in the church. If it's a few, it's a few. But we have a responsibility to not hear that voice before it's too late. And society is prepared to reach out and steal everything, to deceive everything. When it's as simple and it's black and white. The word of God is, is simple to those that seek it. Thank you, God. Because you kept this from the wise and gave it to the meek and humble. Powerful words from Jesus. See scholars and, you know, Nicodemus in the middle of the night. How is it possible that... A man can go back into the woman. But us, simply minded, understand and see what it is to be born again. You, who you don't see yourself of value, God gave you the wisdom of what it was to be born again. 
and we see a wise scholar embarrassed to talk to Jesus during the day. We're coming to you, God, and we're just grateful for everything you've given us. I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up on this last verse. We turn to Isaiah 43, 18. You see, as we look at this verse right here, you know, the title is, My Season Reflects My Need. And, and, and I'm remembering Pastor talking on, on, on Sunday and, and, and remembering the offering that this woman brought for the need she had. And we see here, that Isaiah writes, the prophet, remember ye not the former things. Remember ye not the former seasons. When do we get, we get stuck in that? We get stuck in when we were in this season and, and, we, and, we, and, and we didn't have this and we're going through this. It, it's saying right here, Isaiah saying, don't remember that. Forget it. We remember when I failed in this and this. Why? Isaiah's like, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. You know what? Our God, our God, listen to this, brothers and sisters, because I don't know if some of you guys are antiques, and I'm not talking about your age. I'm talking about what you like. I like old things better. Our God is a thing of new things. I mean, our God doesn't sit back and say, Hmm. I remember in the summer of 1967, I did this beautiful cloud and this sunset. I think I'm going to replay that. No, our God is, you know what? Hmm. Let me move this. This is completely new. Nobody's ever seen this. Sunrise. And he looks at it and it's new. Because he's a God of new things. New beginnings, new opportunities, new mercy. He's a God of new things. If you're focused on something old, you're listening to a different voice. My God is a God of hope. I want to trust in him. Can we read the next verse here? Behold, I will do a new thing. Listen to that. Listen to this. Behold. I mean, I love, I love the word of God. I love, I, I, I love to read it with the intent. Behold, comma. It's like it's almost saying, look, because I rushed into it. I said, behold, I will create new things. No, 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 no. That's not what he said there. He said, behold. Pause. Break. Because, see, God wants us just to make sure we're going to catch this because we miss things. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. And it asks you something. 
are you going to know it? Oh, man. This is the scary part right here. This is like me right now telling you, you know, you know, brothers and sisters, on, you know, we're here Friday, but, you know, I put a gold bar in one of your guys' seats, and, and you guys just didn't look for it, but I took it away. This is God right here saying, look, I'm going to do something. I'm going to spring something. Are you going to even know it? Oh, God, help me, Jesus. Did you just hear what it said? I'm going to do something. I'm going to make something happen. Are you going to know it? Because, again, when our need outweighs the offering, we don't even recognize the goodness of things. Just because it didn't get the one little thing, and it's getting so many things, are we going to know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You see, I don't know what you're going through, what you've been, where you're at right now. I know one thing. It's a struggle right now because of the season. You ain't listening. You ain't doing. You ain't motivated. And it's because we haven't heard the good word and it hasn't reached us. It hasn't motivated us, inspired us to do something. But the moment that it reaches you and you believe it, then you can answer that question, I am going to see it. I am going to experience it. I am going to appreciate it. But until you show it, until, we, until you prove God that you've recognized it, how, how can he give us more? That if in the little, we don't thank him. We don't praise him. We don't worship him. How can he give us more? Talents. We come here, we're like, God, well, he knows our circumstance. He knows our struggle. But we've got to know when it's time to recognize his goodness. Don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? I'm going to ask you to come.